Coming up on WealthWorks Radio, saving for retirement is critical. Creating a distribution plan for those hard-earned dollars is equally important. On today's show, designing a strategy for maximizing your retirement for retirement, coming up next. And now, WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. Welcome in, everybody. It's WealthWorks Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Eric Carney is here. Eric is president of Retirement Wealth. Joseph Lanz is here. He is a fiduciary independent advisor along with Eric. And uh, you guys just do it all. There's just no question. Hey, Eric, how are you? I'm great, Steve. How are you? Fine, thanks. I'm doing great, Steve. Yeah, good. Well, I mean, as long as we're all well and good and, and, and happy, then uh, you know, let's, let's talk about uh, creating a distribution plan. Now, I mean, you know... Spending as much time as you do in accumulation mode, it is a difficult transition to make to say, okay, now I'm in a position to spend this money. And how do you do that? I mean, is there an easy way? Are there things that you tell folks or encourage folks? I mean, it really is. It's it's planning. I mean, it, you know, you're coming up to a huge event in your life that's going to take 25 to 30 years. And I just don't think that there's enough people out there that are really prepared. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of people that say, Eric, I'm, I'm retiring next year and we I want to come in and see you. And I'm like, what kind of planning have you done? They're like nothing, you know, but let's face it. I mean, things uh, things happen in life where, you know, our retirement planning goes on the back burner. Uh, we're taking care of parents, raising children, um, trying to get through a career. Um, there's just a lot of things that happen. And, you know, when um, external issues come in, like, you know, we're, we're going through the, the end of the hurricane, the aftermath, um, I should say, of the, of the hurricane, there's still a lot of things on, on people's minds. So, you know, like I said, retirement and our money sometimes goes on the back burner, and we understand that, but at the same time, it is critical. Sure it is. And and more important than ever right now with the way things are, I mean, with all of the upheaval and the, and the markets, I mean, you know, we were talking before the show, the markets, uh, you know, this week has been just, you know, miserable. Yeah, because I think everybody thought, okay, January 1st to the end of January, we were out of this mess. Well, not so quick. I mean, the thing is, is that you still have some of the strongest bull market runs in the middle of a bear market. So you're going to see run-ups, but then all of a sudden they're going to taper off again. And that's what we're seeing. So there's, you know, I think that there are some things to get excited about with this market. You still can buy low, but I don't think that there's enough people out there who are truly prepared for this. And I'll tell you, I mean, last year was not an a very easy year to be able to manage money. It was a very difficult year. Um, and, and that's for, you know, someone who's more of a money manager. Um, and, and then there's a lot of, you know, financial advisors out there who really don't understand how to manage money. They're, they're you know, giving it to a third-party money manager and, and hoping for the best. And that just doesn't work in a lot of these situations. So I think this year, you know, we're coming up to the end of February, and I think there's a lot of frustrated people like all over again. So this is kind of like uh, 2022 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. 800-779-1942. So accumulation, uh, easing into distribution, that is not an easy thing. But you just said something obviously very important, but that, you know, yeah, it comes down to the plan. So if you're planning at, at 45 to retire at 65, that's when you can start so that you know when you get to 65, well, I'm going to have this money. Yeah, and once you're actually 65, it's not going to be such a shock to you anymore because the biggest difference is when you're in that accumulation phase, you decide when that ends, right? Oh, yeah, sure. But when you're in that distribution phase, 
that goes your whole lifetime, right? Which is a variable that we put in the plan. We don't know how long that is lasting. And that's a very scary thing when you're really looking at it because it's like looking over that's like, okay, am I ready to take that jump or that leap? Is it going to last me enough for my whole lifetime? And we see a lot of people that come in. We've seen a couple this year already where, you know, they're working with an advisor and we say, okay, well, you have the goal age of retirement in your head. Like, well, I've always really wanted to work until 65, let's say. And I say, okay, and you're working with an advisor, yet there's still no plan in place. So how can that other advisor on the other side of the table even hear that and think to themselves, okay, well, I'm just managing their money then, really. And I, we met with somebody else who had been, you know, is in the process of going through different interviews with advisors, and they had kind of said to Eric and I, they're like, okay, well, what's, what's your investment pitch? Right. Kind of like like shoot, like it, they had been you know tired of hearing all these different advisors talk to sure, them about how sure. they're different and about how their investments are different. And Eric and I both pretty much said, we're, we're not worried about the investments right now. We're just worried about when can we get you to retire and is that money going to last you long enough? Because that's the truth. We have no clue of how what, what investments we're going to choose until we figure out those that person's goals and objectives, how much income they're going to need in retirement. Because if we just blindly shoot in the dark and you know invest that person's money, and they think that they can retire at 62, and that time comes, you know they could be facing a lot of different battles at that time. You know, is that money really going to last them that whole period of time? We have to make sure that first, and it also tells us exactly how that money should be invested. Sure. Well, I mean, and again, maximizing our income in retirement—that's that's kind of your sweet spot. Yeah, we're looking at all the different ways and we can pull from either Social Security, pensions, um, if possible annuities that people have. And a lot of times when Eric and I hear income, it should automatically ring two bells and it's taxes and inflation. Those are the two big factors that, when, that are facing income, really. Taxes being we want to make sure that whatever we say or the government says you're going to get from a pension or Social Security, we know that you're factoring in taxes in there because if not, then you're also in for a rude awakening when you find out you're getting 20 or 30 percent less of what you're truly getting. Of course. And then you have to factor in inflation on top of that, which, you know, last year everybody started worrying about finally, even though it's been there for you know, every, sing every single year before that. But that's another factor that you have to make sure your income is able to keep up with that. Yeah, well, exactly. And that doesn't happen by accident. That happens with a plan. Exactly. You're not just going to, you know, like we said, shoot in the dark and say, oh, you know, it, it actually ended up working out. I had enough money. Nobody wants to live like that. Nobody wants to make a major financial decision by just guesstimating, right? No, of course not. Uh, you know, and then once you get into distribution, then it's a matter of, uh, you know, working that plan to make sure that, yep, it is going to last forever. Right. And people want to understand where is my income coming from? And there's a lot of people in retirement that are just kind of like taking it from all over the place, but you want to have a concerted effort and a concerted plan of where the distributions are coming from, why, what is the rate of return, what is your tax situation, and is somebody actually managing your tax bracket? And there's a lot of people that don't think about all these things that come into play. And again, it's just like when we go to our job, we want to make sure that the company that is cutting us our paycheck, it's the check is actually going to clear. We want to make sure that the time that we were at that company, they're still able to pay us for um, you know, working for them. So no different in retirement, you want to know exactly where your income is coming from. Am I keeping up with the rate of inflation and so forth? And these are all things, these are all different factors that we really have to pay attention to. This is why income planning is so important. Um, 
Sometimes it has to do with reducing your strategies, but it's really about maintaining your lifestyle. And, and when you come down to Florida, you want to keep making making sure that you're maintaining that lifestyle. Right. Well, yeah. And, and again, let's talk about RMDs for a second, because that becomes part of our plan as well. And how to minimize those RMDs uh, is, I mean, I know there's several areas that you can go, but is, is a Roth conversion uh, top of the list or near the top? Yeah, possibly. I mean, it depends on everybody's situation and what their current tax brackets are, how much that's going to cost them, how much you can actually do to a Roth conversion. But projecting the RMDs is definitely one of the first steps in income planning, seeing how much you're going to actually be required to pull from those accounts, how much those taxes are going to cost you. And I think most Americans put as much as they can into the 401k, the typical American will do that. And the, you know, the idea is I'm getting the tax break now. And also you think, well, my tax bracket in retirement is going to be a lot lower than it is now because I'm going to be making a lot less earned income, which may be true, but may not be true for others. And the thing that people forget to realize is that we're still in the current lowest tax bracket that we've seen in a very long time. So if those go up and most of your money is in 401ks, then most of the withdrawals that you have coming out are going to be taxable income, which is going to make a percentage of your social security taxable income. And you can still be in a pretty hefty bracket depending on what your cost of living is costing you essentially for whatever your marginal tax bracket rate is. So whenever we're planning RMDs out, we're looking at how much those taxes are going to cost you and then running almost like the break even of is it worth it to do a Roth conversion? How much are we going to pay now, but how much are we going to save later? Aha. Well, and again, it's a situational difference. I mean, in other words, every situation is different. Um, And so sometimes it's a good idea. Sometimes it's not a good idea to do a Roth conversion. Yeah, it all depends on the person's current situation, how much taxable income they currently have coming into them, what their needs are in the future. You know, if they have... if a husband and wife had two very large pensions, let's say, and they also have a very large 401k, well, while they're working or years before they take that pension, it may be smarter to move some of that money into that Roth. That way they're not having to pull more money on top of that taxable income from the pension that they're getting as well. So I know we don't talk a lot about Social Security here, but, you know, that has to become part of the overall plan. Is, is that, and then I know that's something that you include. Yeah, we have we we do include it. It's it's income that is going to be coming into the client, and if it's income that can reduce how much they're having to pull from their accounts or other income streams, then great. A lot of people sometimes get uneasy when we start talking about Social Security, and some people even request, "Hey, I don't want that factored into my plan." Okay. And um, if somebody requests that, we understand. Sometimes it can be a little silly not to, um, because you know the discussion of is it going away, is it staying? Um, most more than likely it'll, it'll stay, but it's just going to be taxed at. A higher rate or the way we go about computing social security may be a little bit differently, but it still is something that's very important. And in the plans and scenarios that we want run, we want to make sure that whenever we're electing for social security, it's at the right time. Cause once you elect for that, you can't go back and say, you know what, I'm going to turn that off until I turn 67 and then start taking it again. Right. It's a one-time thing that you elect for. So there's even break evens in that as well. You know, how long do you have to wait until taking it at 62 made it worth it? to switch to taking it at 67, right? You know, right. there's break-evens for that, and that deals with longevity and how long we're projecting into the future. Well, again, on that note, we are up against the clock. Let's go ahead and invite folks to call right now and uh, come on in and have the conversation. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. 
your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. That sounds great. Folks, to take advantage of what they're offering here, that uh, that opportunity to come on in, sit down, and, and get that financial roadmap put together. 10 callers right now get that financial review plus all the extras that Joseph just talked about, and you'll walk out the door with a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800 779 800-779-1942. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, sometimes it's the little things that can make the biggest difference. When we come back, we're going to highlight some simple things to help you save more, get you to the kind of retirement you've always wanted. Stay tuned. Hey, welcome back to WealthWorks Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. And, uh, of course, with me today, as always, Eric Carney uh, at Retirement Wealth, president of Retirement Wealth, and Joseph Lanza, fiduciary, uh, and uh, been alongside uh, Eric for a good long while, um, learning, taking it all in. Right, That's Joseph? That's right. That's right. Come up uh, six years this Holy April, actually. Holy cow, six years. Yeah, that's, that's been a, that's quite been a amazing. long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, well, we like it, and obviously people like you, and, uh, you know, you've passed the Eric test. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's been rigorous, but yeah. we, got, we got it done. <laughs> Not an easy one. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, Eric, you said at the beginning here that uh, little things can make a big difference, and that certainly seems true. And, you know, what you read uh, retirement, uh, you know, it's uh, saving for retirement is simple but not easy. Well, it's simple because you just have to save money. It's it's difficult because there's just so many factors. There's so many things. And, and it's one thing just to save the money, but it's another to, you know, do something with all of that money and, and funds and, and put it in a plan. Yeah. So a few weeks ago, I actually had to fly out to California. And what I always think is interesting is the stupid amount of money that I spend in an airport store. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like my credit card is probably cringing as I stick it in. It's like, do you really need all this crap you are about to buy? That's what should come across the screen, right? And um, I happened to buy Money Magazine and Kiplinger. Um, and I mean, I mean, can I learn something from them? Uh, probably, I'm not gonna say that I can't, but you know, um, what I'm more interested in is, you know, what they're writing about to the typical investor who subscribes to that magazine. And, you know, the interesting thing is, is that it's very old and outdated advice. I mean, nobody's really talking about the newer stuff, right? Um, and it, it's just, it's kind of going back 25 years ago. I mean, it's not really talking about managing your tax brackets or, looking at different things. So I think that this is going to be helpful to people today because these are just more updated ideas that you really can do. And I'll tell you, you know, um, I went to Starbucks and I, I never really noticed that. I never really paid attention, but I got two coffees and you know, everybody talks about the price of Starbucks. Yeah. But when I looked at it, it was $14 and 86 cents. I was like, damn, like really for two coffees. It's so insane to oh, me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It sure like is. when did we get used to that? It's disgusting. Honestly. It really is. I mean, and it's, it's good. I mean, the pistachio yeah, latte. I, is... I didn't mean the coffee was disgusting. The coffee is delicious. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. The, the price, price you pay is for disgusting. it is disgusting. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, the, yeah. So it's just, man, it's just crazy. But anyway, so yeah. I mean, 
But I do think that if people buckle down and they really did, and this is something that you can do for your children or your grandchildren, this is really something that you can start to teach them because really money is a lifelong lesson. You know, uh, I guess, you know, people say, I don't even know how to write a check. I don't even know if you have to write a check anymore, right? I mean, everything is so electronic and digital and and so forth. But um, the point is, is that you want to teach people about budgets and how to save more and how to be smarter with your money because it's just not something that is taught out there. Sure. Well, Eric, you just said something that was interesting. You you were said you were reading those two magazines and, and you know, money magazine, big, I mean, business magazines, I get it. Yeah. And you said they were kind of outdated with some of their advice. And I'm not trying to point fingers, but is that advice coming from like the big box stores? I think so. It's just, you know, these writers are just writing things and, you know, they're, they're, there's nothing in there about like a Roth or IRA or a Roth 401k, you know, and I, I think a Roth 401k is probably the most underused asset right now. Oh, I don't yeah. think that there's enough people in, at their jobs that are really asking about it. Um, and, you know, I, I, I just think that there's a lot of different things that, out there that, that, that you can do that you really need to, to take advantage of. And, and people just aren't aren't able to do that. And it's not because they're not smart. You know, people say, oh, I'm not very smart with money. It's that we become disconnected with our finances. We don't really want to know it. I mean, how many people out there have a stack of statements and don't even want to look at them, um, especially after last week in the market? I mean, yes, last, of course. Yeah, last week was brutal. So, um, like I said, you, you've got some really powerful down days, but the bottom line is, is that what is your portfolio recovery strategy? What is your retirement strategy? What is your income planning strategy? And who cares about the rest of the world? Just care about yours. Yeah, well, exactly. Easier said than done sometimes, though. 800-779-1942. So we're talking about doing little things that can make a big difference. And I was amazed at this, but by saving 1% more, I mean, you can make a big difference in your retirement. Yeah, something that's actually really interesting, we pulled this stat here. So for somebody that makes $50,000 a year, if they saved 1% more, which is only $42 a month, and you factor in 6% annual returns, after 35 years in their career, that's an extra $57,000 wow. um, of money that can be added on there. And that's $42 a month. Wow, I mean, that, that's, that's Eric Starbucks three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so it really doesn't take that much in order to save more. And I mean, especially when the beauty of having the 401k is obviously the automatic in the automatic withdrawals that are just going and putting right into the account, especially when you're uh, dollar cost averaging into the funds that are allocated in there. But you could do outside investing the same exact way. I mean, Mm -hmm. almost any large custodian, I know TD Ameritrade, you can set up ACH in directly from your account, right? I mean, if you have a Roth on the side, set up, set it up to max it out every single month at the end of the month, you know, your paycheck was already in there. You don't even have to think about it. And I'm sure you can set up the automatic buying of those funds once enough cash is in the account so you are dollar cost averaging it as well right. well i mean a lot of folks getting raises and and that's a good thing we like that but it, from a saving standpoint from a retirement standpoint you know my mindset has changed over the years that it, okay well if i get a raise then i'm going to put half of it in my retirement and i'm going to keep the other half because i earned it yeah it's funny that you say that because i actually we started working with somebody um not too long ago and they know exactly the timeline with their job of when their when their bonuses that they're going to be getting on yeah sure and um with that we went along and actually created a plan for them of saying okay after tax here's how much you're going to get 
we're going to invest X amount of percentage of this into your tax-free bucket. And then we start funding that tax-free income stream for them, as well as we're funding a regular um, non-qualified or after-tax account for them. That way, when they get into retirement, they have those multiple buckets like we always talk about. But it's just coming from that bonus that he's that he's going to be getting each year. And mm -hmm. it's not the whole bonus, right? It's just like you said, you keep half for yourself or spend half, put the other half into retirement. It's the same exact thing. And boom, now when you go to retire, you have a whole tax-free pension essentially for yourself. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Um, one of the things we can do, it's tax season, obviously, and we, we could donate, uh, you know, our tax refund if we were so inclined. Yeah, this is a huge thing. I mean, like I said, you know, not only can you do this with your tax return, but also if you have an individual account or a joint account, one thing that we always suggest is that you take that money out of that account and move it into the Roth. So you can either, you know, take your contributions from your tax refund. And a lot of people go out and buy a new car, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, that, of course. I know people I think, like that. I, yeah, that's the biggest thing. Actually, that's the number one thing that people do with their tax refund. But, you know, if you are getting up towards retirement, this may be something where you want to say, hey, this is like free money. I really have to start thinking about my future. And for a lot of people, it's very hard to do that. And, you know, I, I will say this, um, over the past few years, um, going back to like redirecting your raise, Kroger, it was in the news, they're actually emailing and texting all of their ex-employees and asking them if they want to come back to work because there's such a shortage. And so I think also if you have good employees, this is the time, again, we said this last year, but this is another time when you can actually ask for a raise because people out there, employers are looking for very good quality people. So the other thing that you could do is if you're at work, say, look, you know, how about a, a retirement plan? I mean, really go to your boss and ask them for that, because this is the time where you can request that stuff. And we don't want to lose good employees. Right. Well, again, I think you make a great case for doing that. Uh, you know, it never occurred to me, but that really does make sense. I'm, I'm going to the big guy's office after this. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Glad I could help you. 800-779-1942. Uh, before we run out of time, let's talk about windfalls. And, and again, that, that could be include inheritance. I know you deal with people with that. And then, uh, you know, I mean, if you were so lucky as to win the lottery, do you ever have any lottery winners? No, I've mm -mm. not yet. No, okay. mm -mm. Interesting. be exciting. But, you know, I, I think the difficult part is, is that uh, when it comes to inheritances, and I talk a lot about this in the class, is, you know, there's a lot of people who anticipate a very specific dollar amount. Please do not do that. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who say, I'm anticipating get, getting this much money, and they're sorely disappointed after they find out it's not anywhere near that, that amount. Um, you know, things happen or people think, assume that people have more money than they actually think they do. But also at the end of our lives, you know, sometimes we have medical expenses and so forth. So we have to be very careful where that money goes to. So again, with any windfall, be careful where it comes from, how it's taxed. And a lot of times, this is another thing. Uh, we just had a, a client sell a very large piece of property and they came in and they're like, honestly, this is very overwhelming to us. Um, you know, how can we actually make this so it's not overwhelming? And so that's where you, we really put them through a planning practice and kind of talk that out. Sure. And um, we talk about this all the time, but it's worth mentioning again, is getting the match in your 401k if it's being offered. Yeah, especially now we talked about it uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the Secure Act 2.0. But one of the big changes is employers matches can go into the Roth 401k now, too. So you know, why not get that for you should be doing at least the 401k match, um, if not more, especially if there's that Roth option. So it's definitely something to look out for. Sure, exactly. And, uh, you know, 
I like this one too. Cut one unnecessary expense. I think we could all do that. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, if it, it's always interesting when you take a look at somebody's lifestyle expenses, there's always things that we can cut out there. And, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, at one time I had three gym memberships and so it was funny, my sister's in town and she's like, come on, let's go somewhere. I'm like, okay. So we get in the car and we drive to the first gym and she goes, now go in there and cancel your, <laughs> it was hilarious. And I'm like, are you serious? She goes, yeah, it's so ridiculous that you have these. And she let me have the one. Cause I actually did go to that gym, but she was right. I mean, I was probably paying 25, $30 for six months to these two other gyms and it's stupid. Yeah. So if, if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have done that. So I, I, we still laugh about that all the time. Sure. I'll bet. Well, again, uh, we have, uh, once again, eaten up the clock. So let's go ahead and, uh, take a quick break and invite folks to call. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000 will be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. You heard Joseph, 10 callers right now, 800-779-1942. You're going to get that comprehensive financial review he just described, and you will then get a roadmap that can help guide you to help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-779-1942. 800-779-1942. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, being a grandparent is a very exciting time of life, and often you may be in a position where you want to give a helping hand to the next generation. When we come back, ways to do that without jeopardizing your comfortable retirement. Stay tuned. on WealthWorks Radio. Eric Carney is here and Joseph Lanz is here. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall and we have been having a great show. Like that in the last segment we covered a lot of ground about how to, you know, basically do little things to make a big difference and and I think you know, when you're talking about grandparents, I mean, I'm a, I'm a grandfather. I, I've got seven grandkids. Yeah, that's and, crazy. And you think about it and, and, and you get a little bit older and the kids get a little bit older and you think, yeah, I want to do something for them. Right. Yeah. And, well, and, but but I don't want to hurt me in the process. Yeah, and a lot of people don't think about that part. And and honestly, um, you know, we actually have a, a CRM system where we we keep notes. And there's a lot of times, you know, where a particular person is sacrificing their own retirement for their children or their grandchildren or ex daughter in laws. I mean, we've seen that too. Um, you know, like, why are you still helping out this person when they're not even in your family? Well, they're they're nice. That's great. Mm -hmm. well, <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice work. Yeah. They're nice. I want to give them five hundred dollars a month because well, as, they're nice. As Frank Burns said on Mash, it's nice to be nice to the nice. Yeah, that's right. That's right. 
So, you know, a lot of times we do, we've, we've got to really realize, you know, are you sacrificing your own retirement for, um, you know, for the benefit of someone else? And the thing is, is that we all want to see our children, our grandchildren, our families thrive. But the thing is, is that we also have to survive. And so this is one thing that we're kind of wide aware of as an investment advisor and a financial planner is, you know, what are your goals and objectives and are they really sustainable for long term? Sure. Well, and again, great questions to ask. And we have to, like you said, understand where we are now. Uh, but I think aside from money, one of the things that we can do as grandparents is teach those kids about money. They're, 100%. They're not, they're not getting education on that. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's just like, you know, even cooking, you know, I think there's a lot of people who improved their cooking skills during COVID massively, right? They, they ended up spending more time in the kitchen a little bit. But mm -hmm. so it, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you're not eating out as much and you learn how to cook a few things. And I think that's great um, for people who can really teach their children how to save money and teach them about stocks, you know, buy them a Disney stock for Christmas and getting, instead of getting them something for Christmas, you know, um, watch the investments with them say, Hey, you got paid a dividend. I mean, I, I did this with both my nephews and um, I mean, it's really interesting, you know, the conversation that you strike up with that. And so it gets easier to give them money or put money in their account rather than just getting them something that they really don't need. You know, like a Starbucks gift card. Right. Because <laughs> that goes away. <laughs> and it only lasts like, you know, a few coffees, and then it's right. gone. So. Well, so could you give them, you could give them Starbucks stock. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. That's that's a better way. But again, much, I, much I, more expensive even than their coffee, but still <laughs> yeah. not, not a bad idea. But I like the idea of doing that for, you know, I mean, at what age would you start that, Eric? I mean, honestly, like, you know, uh, I mean... 12, 13, 14 okay, years right. old. That's kind of what I was thinking. It, it, it's kind of like, you know, and you don't even have to buy stock because they don't really care at that point. But if you can start saving them, like say, hey, we're going to open up maybe a bank account together, you know, and we're going to put money in. And then you, you know, you kind of start teaching them that way, you know, and, and then when as they get older, then, you know, you can start bringing them into like stocks and everything. But it's just, you know, it's bringing up that. And I, I remember my friends in home ec class, they were learning, you know, all about, uh, financial things like how to write a check and things like that. And I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting, you know? And um, I was down getting my hands dirty in metal shop, but sure. um, <laughs> that, uh, you know, it, the, the crazy thing is that I, I think a, a lot of people today definitely need to be educated about money at a much earlier age, for sure. Sure. And uh, I like the setting limits. It reminds me of uh, when I was a kid, maybe 13, 14 years old, a friend of mine lived down the street and his grandma lived in the mother-in-law house behind their house. Oh, yeah. She was very well off. And, there, man, there was a path to her door. He was constantly having his hand out, and she never said no. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we again, we want to stop. I mean, obviously, we want to put limits on things before it becomes a problem. Yeah, I think what we need to do is, like, you really want to see. I, I think there's a lot of people who don't want to enable their children but they don't understand how not to do that either. We all want to help our family, right? Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is that are we just enabling them and not giving them the ability to grow themselves? That's what I always worry about. Sure. Well, and, you know, just being able to work with them and, and uh, um, you know, so they understand that, yeah, there's going to be money involved, but not necessarily today. 
Yeah, and I think um, what you said before was interesting too. When you're putting limits on someone, yeah. right? Yep. You're saying, okay, you know, you need a new car. How much do you need? And they're like, you know, of course, you know, they might come back and they're like, I need forty-five grand. Well, you know, you can buy a lot of cars in between, let's say, ten thousand dollars and forty-five thousand yeah. dollars. So you know, you say, look, you know, if you find a car around twenty-five thousand dollars, I'm going to help you with a portion of that, and then you're going to have to come up with the rest or whatever that may be. But this is where we have to do. We have to set a limit and draw a line in the sand and say, look, and then after this, I'm not able to help you because I have to take care of this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, there's a lot of children and even grandchildren who look at their parents and grandparents and, and think retirement is actually a very simple thing. I mean, they constantly have money coming in, you know, and uh, like my mom has a, has a pension, also has, you know, Social Security, but still, you know, it's, there's, it's, there's no cost of living adjustment with her pension. So it's the same one that she was getting over 30 years ago. My mom's going to be 87 years old this year. Wow. So, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, she's been retired for quite some time and it's still the same size pension. So the thing is, is that there's other monies that have to come in. So, you know, somebody will say, oh, your, your mom's lucky she has a pension. And, you know, we don't really get into it. But I'm like, eh, you know, she's OK. But it's not like it's a cost of living adjustment pension um, where, you know, where it's kept up with inflation. So, you know, people assume that other people have a lot more money than they typically do. Of course. So one of the things that we can do, and we talked about this briefly before, is to have a 529 plan. And that is certainly one way to help those kids, stay, help your grandkids or kids, for that matter, save for, for college. Yeah, and a lot of people like using this because it's a good tool for just college because the money that you go in is tax deductible. It grows tax-free. And then if you're using it, you have to use it on educational purposes. And then it's tax-free as well when it comes out for that use. And they like it because if that, if that child decides to pull any money out that's not for college purposes, um, there'll be a 10% penalty and they could possibly get taxed on that amount as well. So it kind of keeps them in line of saying, I know that they're not using this on anything else but an education. Well, okay, but then what if the what if the, at some point they decide I'm not going to go to college? I, I'm not going to go to a tech school. Yeah, so now with Secure Secure Act 2.0, now all of a sudden they can roll over that 529, which is really cool. Oh wow, okay. Um, that is one of the cool things about the Secure Act 2.0 that's coming along. Um, you're going to have options with your 529 plan, which I think is great. It's going to change everything. So, um, and that uh, to be honest with you, that's why I never really liked 529 before. I think that there was significantly better options out there. But now that they're allowing you to have options with that, I think that's going to make a huge difference. Sure. And um, so let's talk about the gift tax. And, and the, the, if you just if you've got a lot of money and you just want to hand out cash, I mean, you know, you can hand out a pretty big chunk of change. Yeah, they raised it from 16,000 to 17,000 this year. And just two years ago, it was 15,000. So that's per person per year. So when you think about it, you know, if there's a married couple, they can give one person $34,000 a year. Wow. Now, if they're now if they're gifting to another married couple, you think, okay, that's actually sixty-eight thousand dollars a year. Yeah, that you don't have to, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't have to worry um, about the the gift filing for that because it's under that limit. So that's definitely something that we can use for somebody who's trying to maybe they've gotten to the point of their their retirement where they're saying, okay, I need to start looking at transfers of generational wealth. How do I do this the most tax efficient way possible? Sure, and that certainly is one way. Have you helped people do that before? Yeah, all the time we help people get to that point. We plan. We can even plan for it in advance of saying, okay, 
here's how we're going to do this. Where you know, there's a lot of times where, like we had mentioned before, where people are getting massive RMDs that they don't need because they're not that they don't need, right? Everybody right. needs money, right? Sure. You want the money, but they understand from their financial planning perspective, our pensions and social security are doing more than enough of what we need. So then you can use those RMDs to eventually, you know, help your children, grandchildren, start planning for them. And that's when you really start to create that generational wealth. Hmm, I like it. And one of the things too, is that um, making sure that the, that the grandkids are, you know, educated enough. And that goes back to what we were doing at the beginning is uh, talking about teaching our kids because, but here's the dilemma. So if you've got multiple grandkids, all right, let's just say three, one of them super good with money, one of them okay with money, one of them a total bum. Yeah. I don't want to give money to that one. Yeah, I mean, and, and that is a dilemma that a lot of people have. They're like, well, look, you know, my son's doing very well. He really doesn't need the money. Um, and, and that's one thing that you really have to think about, you know, um, you know, and, and we do have clients and, and her thing was, I want to leave my kids just enough money where they they can't lay on the couch all day. <laughs> and so, you know, they, they, again, it's all about that enabling, but that's something where you want to do where you may want to control how much money they get per year going forward. And so, you know, there's a lot of times where people say, okay, I want to leave X amount of dollars to them. And then at some point down the road, they can have access to a lot more. So again, you know, I love my nephews very much. Do I think that they're responsible to take over any kind of money that I leave them? Not really. And that's where I'm going to kind of control from the grave for a little while. <laughs> I like that. 800-779-1942. And on that note, let's take a quick break and invite folks to call. We've got some spots still available on the calendar. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000 will be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. Hey, that sounds fantastic. Folks, do take an opportunity to sit down and put together that financial roadmap, just the things that we've been talking about. Get yourself on the right road to retirement, and it's a practical financial review. So if you're looking for a second opinion, now's the time to make that call, 800 779 1942 you're going to get that comprehensive financial review there's no cost there's no obligation just come on in sit down and then walk out with a roadmap that'll help guide you help get you to where you need to be in retirement 800-779-1942 800-779-1942 coming up next on wealthworks radio my favorite part questions from you answers from me and also word of the week stay tuned Welcome back, everyone. WealthWorks Radio is the program as we enter segment number four with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza. And, of course, the fourth uh, segment means that uh, we're doing questions from listeners. Uh, you mentioned this a couple times now, Eric, and so I think it's kind of exciting that you're talking about the class again. Yeah, so that's coming up. Uh, Joseph, do you have dates? 
Uh, we have not solidified any dates okay. yet, but oh. they will be coming up in either later March or April. We're just in talks with the local universities for that. Sure. Well, again, but that's a pretty exciting thing. You said you've redone it, and, and you know, you opened the show talking about how some of these you know, big publications are giving out dated advice. If folks want to get in on the latest advice, the best strategies, that's, that's when they can come and see you. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it, it's a live class. It's exciting. And I've been to a lot of financial classes and they are very salesy. We've never sold anything. Um, don't bring your checkbook. Uh, it's like people just want to go to these things and, and, and be taught and be yeah, educated right. and be updated. And uh, so there's a there's a lot of energy and a lot of excitement that actually goes into these classes. And I haven't been really excited to roll them out just yet, um, just because we've been so busy. But, you know, like I said, um, um, now that it's coming up to there, it's like, you know, it's, it's getting real. So, uh, yeah, they'll be coming out. And I think probably by next week, we'll probably have dates for that. All right, cool. 800-779-1942. Just keep an eye on the website as well. That is ericcarneyadvisor.com. E-R-I-C-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y advisor.com. All right, let's jump into a couple of questions here, folks. Antonio is up first, uh, checking in from Naples says, I could use a financial planner for my Roth IRA and my TSP to make investment suggestions and help manage my funds to improve returns. I'm planning to retire in two years at 68. My TSP has about $500,000, but there's not much to manage there. My Roth IRA has about $80,000, and I really need help finding the right investments to grow this account in this terrible environment. Most advisors want to manage accounts over $500,000. What can I do? Who can I trust? Yeah, and the reason for that is, is and, and, and to be honest with you, the, the firms that have a half a million dollars or more, they're set up to be financial planners. So, you know, unfortunately, time on this earth is very valuable. And so that's how we take a look at things, too. It's like, you know, we, we first of all, we want people that are very serious. I think that that's the most important thing. But number two, in order to really build a diversified portfolio that has income, growth, uh, fixed income, and so forth, you really do want to have a good size account. So that's why a lot of minimums are really out there. Um, as far as who you can call and trust, you know, I always say find three different advisory firms, make an appointment, and go in there and kick the tires with them. And because you have to realize that you are entering into a financial relationship uh, with that company, um, and you wanna make sure that they are more than capable of handling your needs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, there you go, uh, Antonio. Let's go ahead and make that call, 800-779-1942. Uh, Mackenzie is in Punta Gorda. Uh, Mackenzie says, I'm in the process of looking into building my retirement account. I'm a bit late to the game being 45 years old, but I have two young children and want to be sure that I haven't missed my window. What are my options for someone in my position? You'd be surprised. Definitely haven't missed your window with the amount of people that um, are, are getting up there in age and haven't started their retirement account. So it's good that you started looking for that. Um, you definitely haven't missed that. Uh, we want to look at if you have current 
options and accounts that you can start funding and work. We always talk about that 401k or possibly that Roth 401k that you're going to get a match on and that somebody can put money in as well as you. You still have 20 years of accumulation if you're going to be working until 65. But the more important part, and like what we were talking about earlier on the show, is that decumulation, right? So if you're living until 95, you have to think, okay, I have 20 years to build up that account, but then 30 years of letting that account pay me. So we want to start planning for you and different looking at all the different amounts that we can start to put away for that and then also be a little bit more aggressive on the investment side knowing that we're going to have to get a higher rate of return but we have 20 years until we're really going to start pulling money from that or maybe we have to push that retirement date a little bit further back it all depends on how much we're actually able to put away the rate of return we're getting each year but the sooner you start planning for that the more likely you're going to have a successful retirement 800-779-1942 mckenzie give us a call love to hear from you uh fred has a question fred's in fort myers uh, says, I'm considering buying a house within the next six months, and I'm considering suspending or at least reducing my 401k, IRA, and HSA contributions for the next 10 to 12 months or so while that happens. Is this a good plan? I mean, depends, right? I mean, yeah. it, it, it just, it, there's so many missing parts here, Fred. So, you know, your age, do you have equity in another home? You know, uh, it just, there's a lot of moving parts here, but I think that that's where the financial plan really comes in because we're able to sit down and take a look at your goals and objectives. Are you still able to sustain those? And I think a lot of people want to know that. So there's a lot of people that say, hey, am I buying or leasing? It's like, well, let's take a look at that and see how that's set up. Um, so, you know, like I said, whether it's buying and leasing a car, buying a home, buying a second home, these are all things that are definitely included in that financial plan. So that is the very first thing that I would do. Okay. And again, I mean, but I know you're, you're not really for stopping contributions to, uh, to a retirement plan. I mean, not really. I mean, because like I said, I mean, maybe you did start later in life and a lot of people do hyper-focus on having a house. And then there's a lot of people that get in retirement and they're like, I should have focused less on a house and more on my, on my retirement. So yes, exactly. it just depends on your situation. All and, right. and, you know, the housing market is an interesting animal as of late, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, you know, interest rates have gone through the roof and just, I mean, still, even in Florida, I mean, housing prices have just exploded and it's not like they're coming down. You see a few price decreases here and there, but that's because they were so overblown in the first place. So it's just the housing market is really, um, it's just amazing to me yeah. uh, the past two, three years. So is is real estate still a good thing to consider in in retirement? It just depends. I mean, you know, yeah. everyone's situation is different. If you have, you know, multiple properties that you've done very well in, it's okay to buy another one at the top of the market. Um, it's kind of like dollar cost averaging with a mar with a with the stock market. But on the other hand, you know, you may be buying a very expensive home that just recorrects in the next two to three years. And, you know, you, you, you figure out that you way overpaid, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars mm -hmm. for something. It's sure. just, you just don't know. All right, Fred, best thing you can do is give us a call and come on in. 800-779-1942 is the number. We got time for another one here. Let's go to Janice in Cape Coral. Uh, Janice says, I'm 62. I was downsized during the pandemic, but my partner and I make enough money that I can work part time. I earn $12,000 a year. We've been looking at Social Security and wondering if I should start my benefits now. Uh, I used a calculator online, and the math seems to show a 13-year break-even point versus taking it at, at 67. Your thoughts? So what you have to consider is longevity in these uh, scenarios, too, as well. 
Um, and I think it's important to also note that if, if you are working before your full retirement age, in this case, I'm assuming Janice is a seven, uh, 67, then if you're earning income, you could be possibly getting penalized for that. Now, the max is $21,240 for this year. So if you're making more than that, then your your Social Security is going to start getting penalized for every dollar that you make over that. It doesn't seem like she is, but it's just it, important to keep in mind and also note that the spouse's income doesn't matter for that. A lot of people don't realize that. They think that they're just going to get to 62, keep working, and then, oh, I'm going to get Social Security on top of that. But a <laughs> lot of times, yeah, so they get, they start to get penalized. But really, at the end of the day, when, when you're deciding to take um, Social Security, we want to look at how what assets do you have? How much do you have? Other sources of income? How much is your husband making? Um, and then also consider longevity before we can make that decision. All right, Janice, uh, go ahead, give us a call. It's 800-779-1942. And on that note, we have run out of time once again. Holy cow, it goes quick. Uh, let's go ahead and invite folks to call one last time. Hey, everybody out there. Thanks so much for listening. If you've listened to the show and you're looking for a second opinion or you feel like you're out there in a financial no man's land, let's take the next five callers who are in need of that financial plan that is missing. If you're serious about your finances, this is a great opportunity for you. We'll create a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000. Let's give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation to the next five callers who have saved at least $500,000 for retirement. And what this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. We're going to map it out. We're going to run all the reports for you. The fee report, the Morningstar reports, a tax analysis, maybe a volatility analysis. Let's see where it takes you. Let's see where that plan leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your portfolio. And again, without any obligation, if you're interested in your very own income plan, we'll show you proven strategies and techniques to turbocharge your retirement income. In short, we're going to take all the guesswork out of financial planning. So again, for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive financial plan review, it's over a thousand dollar value. We'll be giving it away. Complimentary, no obligation. Stay tuned. Sounds good, Eric. 800-779-1942. That's the number to call. It's an opportunity to get a financial roadmap put together. If you've never done it before, no time like the present. You're going to get that comprehensive financial review that Eric just described. You're going to get all the extras, the Social Security analysis, the, the portfolio x-ray, the hidden fees. Yep, you're going to have it all. And you will then have a roadmap that can truly help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-779-1942. That's 800-779-1942. Eric, Joseph, as always, a pleasure to be here. My favorite hour of the week. It goes by so quickly, and the information is always good. Thank you so much, gentlemen. And let's not forget, the word of the week is nomophobia, anxiety caused by being without access to a functioning cell phone. Do not have nomophobia. I love it. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Hey, everybody, have a great week. Remember, you only retire once. Let's get it right the first time. Have a great week and an even better retirement. Eric Carney is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Retirement Wealth, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this station are not affiliated.
Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity products guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by RWA. Insurance licensed in the state of Florida, insurance license number P138852. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and make full disclosures of any conflict of interest, if any exists. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A, page 4, for additional information. WealthGuard is a complete portfolio monitoring system. Designed by determining the amount of downside risk a client is willing to tolerate, WealthGuard is added to a client's account to protect them from the downside risk. WealthGuard is not a stop-loss strategy. When the account value in the portfolio hits the targeted value, an alert is sent to the client, advisor, and money manager. There is no guarantee the exact WealthGuard value will be captured or assets will be traded or liquidated the same day due to time of day or market restrictions.